Welcome to episode 194 of the Throwdown Thursday podcast. My name is Patrick Rahal, but you can call me Patsy the Angry Nerd. Or I guess for this episode, you can uh, use the nickname that Leo gave me the other day, Patsylvania. And we are broadcasting live. I mean, when you hear it, it's not live. But we're broadcasting live from the depths of Magenta Manor, deep within the Pat Cave. And uh, I am, of course, joined uh, by my co-host in life and my co-host on the show, she is the mistress of Merlot, the real housewife of Transylvania, the Michael Phelps of wine, the queen of the monsters, and an honorary Lizzie. She has more nicknames than uh, Carl Weathers in Rocky Four. Ladies and gentlemen, Ashes Von Nightmare. I was trying to think of like some Dracula pun to say, but I'm just I'm just coming up short. So I'm just real housewife say, of Transylvania. Hey. Like, that's been your thing for a bajillion years. Well, no, episodes. I know, I know. But I was going to say, like, you know. I'm master of disaster. To the app. I was trying to think of something cute, and I just, I failed, okay? I'm a failure, and I apologize. So I'm just going to say, hey. All right. Hey. <laughs> and we are joined by uh, not only a Castlevania uh, savant, but a uh, very talented writer, director, filmmaker, and uh, all-around awesome dude who you might have seen recently at uh, on the uh, the Wicked Horror Show with all of the uh, folks from the It Came From the 508 Productions. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's James Lamond, or as I call him, Jimmy Lambs. Hey, what's up, guys? How's it going? Oh, I, uh, I hope you're doing well. And uh, Ash has been giving me a, a whole lot of shit about... That are you are you okay with that nickname? <laughs> like, I just want to make sure, like, he's saying it with your consent. Oh yeah, no, okay. Because totally he's in yeah. there, he's like, yeah, my buddy Jimmy Lambs, and I was like, who <laughs> the fuck? Yeah, but I've been doing like, that with what? everybody. Like, I was well, writing down my notes, and I was like, oh, we're gonna be talking about Trevi Bells. <laughs> <laughs> That's what his friends well, call him. I mean, it's just like a cute little in joke because we all know. Yeah. It's yeah. true. It's true. We do. No, I just want to make sure because, you know, he's talking to other people. So it's like, oh, excuse no. me. Like, does, did, are you, is this a consensual nickname? Yeah, oh, it's yeah. a consensual nickname. <laughs> okay. It's okay. And it'll probably wear off, like, you know, in, in a month or so. It's just like, this is what I've been. Uh, the heat of the moment. Well, no, it's like, that's, it's like my thing recently. Like, you know, take people's names and, you know, kind of switch them around. It's good when there's like multiple multiple syllables otherwise it just doesn't doesn't work like steve van samson would be stevie sams you know so yeah it's just that's just how it is it's all good it's all good and you'd be like ashy nights <laughs> <laughs> so uh one of one of the things that we like to do on this show when we have uh guests because you've been on a couple of times you know uh when we were doing our rounds at different conventions, but this is the first time you've been, well, at least on this show, the focal point of, uh, of the, uh, of the topic of discussion, because, you know, you were, you joined me a while back on uh, shark bites, which is, uh, I still think the, the second highest rated show ever, other than just the independent creators show, which again, you were mentioned on that as well. I'm still, I'm still so flattered by that. It's amazing. <laughs> um, what we like to do is a little thing we call getting into character because our show is all about characters. So we like to talk about, uh, you know, we get to know our guest and let our audience get to know you a little bit. So we ask you some random ass questions that uh, we have not shared with you prior to this. And uh, 
So, Ashes, I know you have a couple of questions uh, ready to go right out I'm of the excited. Gate. I'm excited. Okay. They are not... I can't speak for her questions, but they're not always of a sexual nature. Sometimes they can be quite tame. So, oh, okay. Be prepared. Well, I'm way. an open book, man. So, right. <laughs> okay. So last week we dropped probably the most important getting into character question we've ever asked, and I want to ask this of you, okay. James. What is your favorite dinosaur? Velociraptor. Oh, that was quick. Well, when you know, you know. Oh, I mean, no, this exactly. is true. Any specific yeah. reason? Um, basically because they were most dinosaurs. You people, people assume dinosaurs are large, intimidating. Velociraptors were actually quite small, mm-hmm. and but they were just savage, and they knew how to work as a team. And right. I appreciate these these qualities. They were definitely of the smarter dinosaurs. Out yes, there. absolutely, absolutely. So my question for you, and I know we've touched on this a little bit before, uh, you know, through through social media. What are your top three movie sequels of all time? Top three movie sequels of all time. This is actually interesting. Um, so I'm a horror filmmaker, so I got to keep it with a little bit of an edgy bent. But my top three sequels of all time are Terminator 2, Aliens, and Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3. Dream Mass, uh, the Dream Warriors. I, I can't find fault with any of those. No, I mean two of those are uh, easily the you know Terminator Two and Aliens, probably two of the greatest uh, sequels of anything of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I consider it's retroactively a sequel, but I consider 1982's The Thing the best sequel because they made that prequel in 2011, thus making this a sequel. <laughs> Nobody ever thinks about that. I but... mean, you're shooting it. You're shooting a loophole there. In my opinion. <laughs> hey, <laughs> if there's a prequel, there has to be a sequel. I so... if, if that okay, going by that logic, I would say the thing is a, is a definitely a close number four for me. Yeah, I mean, there's there's no wrong answer to this. Like, no matter mm-hmm. what you said, if you had been like, yeah, Birdemic no. two, fucking rocks. Like, I'd have been like, <laughs> wait, they made a second one. Of course they, they did. did. They they did. No, they that's did. that's real life. They yes. made a second one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. they did. Yes. Of course they did. Why? I drive a Mustang that gets 100 miles to the gallon. No, you fucking don't. <laughs> I sold, I got, I made $10 million today. Let's go to a hotel and fuck. I have a house, but let's go to a hotel. Oh, God, that movie's so bad. Wow. James, I'm going to have to have you on uh, Shark Bites, and we're just going to shred that movie one day. I'm with it. <laughs> I am with it. I have so many things to say there. <laughs> Ashes, you got another one. I do. So I need to know, if you were a drag queen, what would your name be? Ooh. Ooh, man. That's that's actually... that's. You know, I've never actually considered that possibility. I've never thought about that. Um, <laughs> the box. <laughs> <laughs> my actual first name though so like james the box toilet spawn or something like that. <laughs> i love it <laughs> i love it just i've call- literally never thought of that before that's a, that's an amazing question just call me strawberry lane <laughs> probably more fitting Ooh. yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. but we'll let, we'll give jeremy that one that's that's jeremy oh yeah it's got to be jeremy's you can't you can't take that one from him um so if you were to have 
any uh, any parasite. Is there a particular parasite that you would uh, prefer over other parasites? Like, would you want to be infested with bot flies, like ringworm? What kind of question is <laughs> wait, that? Wait. Wait, fictional or non-fictional? Does it have to be a non-fictional parasite? Um, no, we'll open it up. The G-Virus. Nice. From Resident Evil 2. That's the parasite I'd want to be. Because okay. at least I get some like really cool like exoskeleton and like fangs and stuff. Yeah, some sort of crazy mutation. Yeah, I, I, I at least get to run wild and kill some stuff. Hopefully it wouldn't be like that uh, episode of Family Guy where everybody gets powers and Meg can grow her fingernails. <laughs> yeah, that knowing my luck, it would be like, oh, you've been infected with the G virus, and like, I just get bigger feet. Like, yeah, because I already have obnoxiously huge feet; it's impossible to buy fucking sneakers for. So that that would be my that'd be my personal hell. No, I grew a couple of inches. I'm I'm a little taller. Yeah, <laughs> none of my clothes fit anymore. I just have to go buy stuff. Awesome. Well, you'd be a savage, like you know, demented zombie bioorganic weapon. Like you wouldn't care that much. That's true. That's true. I'd probably just run around naked. All right. Ashes? Yeah, so I got one more for you. Okay. If you could remake any film and fix the mistakes that you think that film made, what film would you want to remake? Holy shit. That's really hard. Um, as, as a rule of thumb, I have a hard line against ever remaking anything. So that's this is like some – again, you're throwing stuff at me I've never really considered. Um. If I was going to remake a, a movie and fix it, Suicide Squad. Okay. Ooh, okay. Agre- I, mean, I, know J- I know James Gunn's already doing that kind of with like his pseudo sequel. But yeah, I feel like uh, they they completely missed the mark on not just like character development, but like story and everything. So I feel like if they gave me a rogues gallery of Batman's villains, I could do something with that that was particularly horrible. Well, if you were going to do that, you'd have to cast me as King Shark. I agree. That yeah. would actually be a no-brainer casting, I think. <laughs> I mean, he already has the costume. I do. I know. I know. <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> well, that was uh that was a, a fairly easy uh easy go of it, you know. We uh just got got you some good questions and oh, yeah. uh you gave us some good answers. So, uh what we'll do is we're going to take a quick break. And uh, we'll play our new Castlevania ad because we're going to be talking about Castlevania. And we want you guys to be able to win some fabulous prizes. Oh, that's right. There's like a secret code word. Yeah, stuff. we have a secret code we have to Ooh, say later. Oh, we have a secret. So we have to make sure we remember to say the secret code word because <laughs> knowing me, I totally forgot and just remembered right now that we needed I'm to do that. I'm going to write it in my notes. So I have it written down that. as well. Okay. I just don't know where that notebook is. I was going to say, where did you write it down? <laughs> I have 11 <laughs> notebooks next to and in front of me, and none of them are the one that I have this written down. So Okay, but we're going to wait until... Actually, I'm not going to tell you when we're going to say the secret word. Yeah. Because you're going to have to listen. Yeah. There's no there's no easy gimmies here. No. You got to work for it. So we'll be right back, and we're going to talk about uh, some of the Belmont characters from the uh, Castlevania series. So wait right there, and we'll be right back. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, 
you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Greetings, children of the night. You are hereby invited to attend the Dorkening Network's 8-part crossover event, Dorkvania. It all starts with the Dorkening on Sunday, March 8th, with a live show kicking off this ambitious endeavor. Then continues on March 11th, when the Dorks will again be live to discuss the Castlevania Anniversary Video Game Collection. Then, on March 12th, Throwdown Thursday will be giving all the grave details about the Belmont family, along with a special guest, followed by Super Retro Throwback Reviews covering games 1 through 4 on the original Nintendo on March 15th. On March 17th, tune in to Retro Redoctopus for their episode breaking down the music of Castlevania. Then catch the AmalgaCast on March 20th to get caught up on the Netflix anime. Followed by Boobs, Blood, and Badasses covering the bloody history of the Castlevania franchise on March 22nd. Each episode will be dropping a part of a secret phrase that you must piece together in order to win some fabulous Castlevania prizes. And the series wraps up on March 25th with another live Dorkening podcast. Make sure to follow along on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to find out how to win. We promise this event won't suck. We know what's at stake. Wait, who wrote this? I'm petty with Patsy. Play! Dorkvania, this month on the Dorkening Network. If you miss it, you must be bad. Oh, come on! Hey, what's up? I'm Amy Stolte. And this is James Thomas. We are from Battle Star Wars. And you're listening to the Throwdown Thursday podcast. And we are back. I hope you enjoy uh, that. That was the Castlevania theme, of course, because the Castlevania theme is uh, pretty fucking awesome. Like, there's no Castlevania music that I don't like, and it gets it just gets better as it goes on to different systems. Like the Nintendo stuff, I mean, because I like the 8-bit, the like, chiptunes type stuff. But, um, yeah, it just gets better and better. So, today, what... Well, I just want to, because this character isn't part of the Belmont family, so we're not going to be talking about him specifically, but I just have this comment that I just have to get out. Alucard is the stupidest, yes, most brilliant name ever. When we were watching the show, if you've watched season one of the Netflix it's anime. Dracula spelled backwards. Right. And he's called Alucard because he is the opposite of Dracula. He's Dracula's son. Oh, my God. It was fucking dumb, though. Like, But it, it's so stupid. It's like your name's fucking Alucard. But at the same time, it's like, that's so brilliant. But your name you is know Alucard. What? You know what, though? It harkens back to the Monster Squad when, you know, uh... Sean's trying to figure out 
Like, oh, somebody left a message for you, a Mr. Alucard, and he's, like, sitting there with the legal pad, and he's, like, coming up with all the different anagrams, and he's like, oh, it's Dracula! It's like... Yeah. Yeah. That's actually where they got the idea, and it from, from was from Monster Squad. Because that is one of the greatest films of all time. Fun fact, though, Alucard's actual name is Adrian. Yeah, he, he does mention it a couple times. And then, you know, Sylvester Stallone's like, yo, Adrian, we did it. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the same Adrian. Maybe that happens in season three. Maybe. Yes. Yeah, Stallone have... shows up with the Expendables. Yes. In in 1476. You guys haven't seen season three yet. You should just buckle up. Yeah. Oh, no. I, <laughs> Especially I, for Al Yukard's arc. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, we have. We just finished. That's, that's the plan. Like, after recording. We're we're starting season three because we, we had you know we had the uh, you know very busy last couple of you know weekends and you know we didn't like this past weekend we had to be uh, out at the Cape because uh, actually today when we're recording this it's my aunt's seventieth birthday so oh. we went out there to uh, to spend some time with her for her birthday and then uh, we did manage to start watching it out there we watched season one and then uh, we watched season two the last couple days and now. Uh, we just didn't have a chance to hit season three yet, but definitely worth checking out, though. Well, the reason I, I bring up the animes because I know that James, you are a big fan of uh, of Trevor Belmont, Mister Trevi Bells. And, yes, uh, he is one of. I found eight different Belmonts that I did not know exist because when I was making my list, it's like, okay, who are we going to talk about? I only knew Simon and Trevor, and I couldn't think of anyone else. Uh, so I was just like writing random names, and I wrote Mittens, of course, because that would be a great name for a, a Belmont. My name is Mittens Belmont. So I have, I have, uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong, James, because you are the expert. But I have a list that I found on the Castlevania wiki. Okay. Where it's the Belmont line starts off with Leon Belmont and an unknown woman. Yes. And then it says unknown descendants, and under that, Trevor. Yes. And then Trevor and Sypha, and then says two unknown descendants, and then Christopher Belmont, Yep. who then hooks up with an, another unknown woman for Soleil Belmont. Yes. Soleil, for those of you who do not uh, parler francais, is, uh, means son, S-O-L-E-I-L. And Soleil, with an unknown woman, has unknown descendants, <laughs> which then end up with Simon... Yes. And then over, to, uh, again, unknown woman to Simon's kid. And they don't know if Simon's kid was a boy or a girl. But that child hooked up with a person of the opposite sex to get just or just. Juste, Belmont. Juste. It's uh, uh, like perfect or it's, again, French. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the whole line of the Belmonts is all French. That's yes. that's like the history of the family. Yeah. And then uh Juste is hooking up with Lydie Erlinger to create another unknown descendants and Richter who yep. hooked up with Annette and then unknown descendant and Julius, uh not to be confused with Orange Julius. But uh, we're going to hear a little bit about Julius later on in the show because we have a voicemail from a very passionate listener who is also a big Castlevania fan, and they're going to talk about Julius. But awesome! Some of these guys are very, very obscure. Like I had no clue about Leon 
or any of these other guys other than Simon and and Trevor, and that's only because of the games. So, James, if you want to give us like a brief rundown from you know from the the top to bottom, and just you know quickly touch on who did what and what they're uh, known for. Okay, that would be helpful. Um, I, I I'll I'll do it to the best of my ability. Leon Belmont was the main protagonist of Castlevania Lament of Innocence, which was the origin story of how Dracula came to be and how the Belmonts got to fighting Dracula. Now, the the rub of it is why it says on the timeline you see unknown descendants in between each of the Belmonts is because Dracula's castle only reappears every hundred years in the games. Mm -hmm. So you have like these generational gaps in, in between them all. Um, Leon was set right after the Crusades, so right around like 1100 AD, if you want to give that like a marker, so to speak. Um, so then we fast forward, and you have um, Trevor, who was the main protagonist of Castlevania III Dracula's Curse. Mm-hmm. And he he was, to me, it, the most hardcore of, of all of them. He was okay with killing people as long as he was killing monsters at the same time. Like he was actually a pretty rough and tumble kind of dude. Um, so let me fast forward because the Castlevania games jump around a lot in, yeah, in, 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 in their timing. So like Dracula, like Castlevania three Dracula's curse is actually like a prequel to the first Castlevania, which is of course the, o, the original, the OG Simon Belmont. And then you, Fast forward from there, and you get um, Juste um, Belmont, who was in Castlevania, was one of the people in Dracula X and Castlevania Bloodlines, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong on that little detail. I'm, that one's a little fuzzy for me. I, I had only played Bloodlines as it got re-released with the Anniversary Edition this year. I'd never played that one before. That was a, that was a new one for me. Um, but yeah, then you go right in and past him. Um, is you get eventually get to Richter, which which is actually really interesting because he was the main protagonist of Rondo of Blood, which kicked off probably the most popular segment of the games. Which because Rondo of Blood is a direct prequel to Symphony of the Night, which is one of the only games that's not protagonized by a Belmont, but rather Dracula's son Alucard. And I mean, it's probably the most popular in the whole series. Uh. I don't think there's much debate to that. I mean, it sold like 20 million copies over the course of like a bunch of systems. Um, but I want to actually throw in a little curveball. Okay. Too. We missed one Belmont. If you go through the new line of games, the Lords of Shadow games, there was another Belmont named Gabriel. Because they had reset it from, they, they had done a, a separate timeline, an, an origin story. And. Um, spoiler alert, I apologize, but Gabriel in this timeline actually becomes Dracula and and is is fought against by his son, Simon and Trevor. (laughs) So it's actually, I really enjoyed the Lords of Shadow games and um, that I thought was an interesting little twist. Um, And you actually get to fight Satan. So that's, that's, that's fun. Oh, that's really cool. (laughs) I suppose he would be the final boss. Yeah, but I mean, that's like, that's just kind of like a rough ramshot timelining of, of most of the games. And then, I mean, there's there's a billion of other protagonists that have been in there, like the the, the handheld games um, Soma Cruz played 
was the main protagonist in most of those. And um, actually, Hector from season two of the anime, the the Devil Forge Master, he had his own game on Xbox and PlayStation Two called Castlevania: Curse of Darkness, which is one of the few 3D Castlevania games. Very cool. Yeah. yeah see, I don't know about all these like. When I was a kid, we played uh, Castlevania Three a lot, and I always liked playing as Grant because he was essentially Spider-Man. Like he just climbed everywhere, you know, upside down. He's like, like you take him with you. He's like, I can help you because I am very fast. It's like, yeah, and you're also fucking Spider-Man. Like you can yeah. climb up all these walls. Like that's the best. Um, I mean, I- Castlevania Three was like. A really interesting um, experiment for this for the series because it showed that it could go in different directions than just a guy with a whip hitting stuff. I I I like the fact that you know they kind of got back to their roots though with that one because you know you have the first one where you know you're running around whipping things, and then the second one which is kind of like an RPG, which I was not a huge fan of. It, although I think it was trying to capitalize on the popularity of like the Zelda games. Because oh, the other games were very yeah. much like that, but I was like, "This is dumb. I want to whip some floating heads, like, you know, I mm-hmm. want I want to throw holy water at guys." So yeah, I think. I... Go ahead. No, I was going to say I think I think you're absolutely right. There was a bit of a course correction. Yeah, and going got, on with Dracula's curse, and it got back to where it wanted to wanted to be. So, you're obviously a big fan of the games. What is your? Uh, We'll go with original Nintendo because I can I can commiserate with this one. But what's your favorite secondary weapon? Boomerang. Yeah, the uh, the cross boomerang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You can get real stylish with that thing and play. And even in a very simple side scrolling setting, you can play some some tricks like throwing it past the enemy and then ducking so it hits him from behind and stuff. I like uh, when you have to fight like those little dinosaur skull things that are stacked on top of each other, and they're at like the top of the stairs, going almost to the top when it's not shooting fireballs, then throwing it and just letting it hit it twice, just doing. Oh that. yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. That's 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 a that's a classic Jack move with the boomerang. One of my uh, one of the things that forever I never knew what it meant was I would always get like the Roman numeral two or the Roman numeral three things. I had no clue what it meant. And I just recently found out, once I uh, got the anniversary collection, is it lets you throw more of your weapons, like more of your secondary weapons. Yep. So instead of just one at a time, you could throw two or three, and that comes in super handy with boss battles. Like there are certain ones, like if you have the holy water, and you can start just like chucking a ton of them, and like the enemy can't even like walk forward at you. Bonus. Amen. Wonderful. Wonderful little addition. Yeah, a lot of people that kind of like uh, skimmed over the surface. People weren't really taking advantage of it. And then thanks thanks to YouTube, now 35 years later or so, we uh, we, we know what it's for. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to Google it. Like, you know, this is like, you know, just like three weeks ago. I was like, I have no idea what this does. What? I can Google it. At the time, I was like, I have no clue what this means. I don't know. Ashes, what do you what are you thinking of Trevor Belmont so far from just watching the anime? Because I know you didn't really play the game so much. Well, I, I didn't play the game at all. Oh, so none of them. Um, I knew so going into this, going into the anime, 
I knew Castlevania was a game. I know it had something to do with Dracula. And I'm assuming castles because, you know, it was called Castlevania. And that's about it. Uh, and I kind of... I, I feel like I owe people an apology because I kind of wrote the series off because it's an anime and I'm not really a big anime person. So I really didn't give it the, the time of day when the first couple of seasons aired. And I'm kind of wishing I did because it is amazing. It is so well done. The animation is incredible. My God, is it graphic. And the characters are wonderful. And the character development that you see over the first couple of seasons. We're not going to get into season three yet because we don't want to give any spoilers to those who haven't had the opportunity to see it. But, you know, the character arcs already are just crazy. And how season two ends, you know, kind of like a that 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 cliffhanger mm -hmm. you know not exactly knowing what happened and like where do they go from know, here right you know did they did they defeat is this good yeah, right yeah yeah is exactly it's like, did they defeat dracula i don't know i do have some questions though i'm kind of want to know a little more backstory and they give it a little bit but not a lot in the series about that whip that he finds the morning star yes that's okay that's what it's called i couldn't remember what it was called yeah so i i want to know more about that and the backstory because obviously this is something it's almost like the the belmont family weapon and the look on trevor belmont's face when he found it it was just like priceless like i found mm -hmm. this i had no idea this was here this is amazing um so i'm interested in learning more about that but trevor belmont as a character he uh, initially um i'm trying to think who he reminds me of he kind, he kind of, sort of, reminds me of the Mandalorian a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Where you know it's that that solo gruff, like oh, I don't have any feelings for anybody. I, I'm a loner. I'm, I'm doing things. Guy. I'm looking out for myself. I'm just doing things to get by. Uh, because we, you know, we were introduced to him like that bar scene. Mm -hmm. He was getting hammered, and then the guys tried to beat him up, and he like just he's fucking just trying to him. live his life and do his thing. <laughs> I'm Trevor uh, fucking Belmont, and I've never lost a fight in my life. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love the fact that he's voiced by Richard Armitage, or as his friends call him, Dicky Arms. And if you're not familiar with Richard Armitage, he was uh, the only thing I know him from. He's probably been in other stuff, but what I know him from, he played Thor in Oakenshield in the Hobbit trilogy that came out. Uh, another voice you hear a lot uh, is Graham McTavish, who uh, was also in that same uh, that same trilogy. He he played a different dwarf. Uh, and speaking of the Mandalorian, the voice of Lisa Tepish is Emily Swallow, who plays the Armorer. And you also have uh, Danny Amendola as the elder speaker. Danny Amendola has been in like a million things. Like if you've seen a movie, you've probably seen him. Um, and then if you watch Dexter, uh, Camilla is voiced by uh, Lila Turney, who is the uh, crazy lady who knew who uh, Dexter was. And, you know, turns out that. You know, she was helping him kill people, and she was being all wacky and nutty, and he was, yeah. So she's in it. 
Um, I'm trying to think of who else is in that that you know is a recognizable voice that folks might know. Oh, Moira Quirk. Uh, if you you know Moira Quirk, I had to explain this to you because you didn't quite like put two and two together as to who she was. If you ever watched Nickelodeon Guts as a kid, uh, with Mike O'Malley and. Uh, she was the lady with the, the, the referee shirt and the whistle who, like, kind of, you know, got everything going. It's like, let me throw it back to Mo, Mo, And then Mo would talk about the aggro crag, like, all British-like. Yeah, so she does voices in it. Apparently she's had, like, a, a massive voice acting career since then, which I thought was awesome. So now, James, to get back to you, and, and because the, tre- uh, Trevor's, like, your favorite guy uh, when it comes to Belmonts, um, how do you feel the portrayal of him? I mean, I know there's not a whole lot of like backstory and and much that you can get from eight eight bit Nintendo sprites, but how do you feel his uh, anime version lives up to like maybe the the thoughts and like your your inner monologue and of adventures that you had while playing this as a kid? I I think they kind of went above and beyond um, what. What my personal expectations of the character were based on the games. There is a, like a very extensive amount of backstory out there, but I mean, it, it's like a lot of things. You got to dig for it. Mm-hmm. You got to. You get there's books. There's there's comics. There's 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 stuff out there to to kind of base some of this stuff on. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I like that they took him in a direction less uh traveled in the series and a more and and just the series in general being in a more serious tone a little a little darker which is i mean for something about a uh, for a game about a, a vampire killer to be a little darker is is, is ex- exciting but trevor himself i mean they kind of went off in their own tangent with with the belmonts in general not just not just the trevor character but that them being shunned and like nobody really speaks about them and they're they're you know he's he's insulted everywhere he goes and stuff kind of makes kind of took that witcher tone with it where, yeah. where he's over the bad guy even though he's you know out there trying to save people um but i mean i think that trevor in the show is as, as natural of a response to that kind of attitude being you know the the country in general writing him and his family off i think well who else wouldn't turn around and be like well fuck you <laughs> yeah yeah no it, it and you know the the central conflict like so many of these uh types of period pieces tend to be uh like the main antagonist is the church religion like religious zealotry and you know it kind of comes back as we see uh, towards the end of season 2 in that last episode, kind of comes back and uh, bites him in the ass, kind of fucks him from both sides, <laughs> all that uh, all that religious mm-hmm. stuff. But you know, that's something that I think is is uh, very prevalent in these types of, uh, especially anything supernatural. You know, like you're always going to yeah. see like the religious people standing up and and fighting. You know, like we know better than you. I mean, we're seeing that in real life. You got people saying that you know. I declare coronavirus illegal in the name of Jesus. Okay, we're all set, everybody. <laughs> Let's go to some gatherings. It's handled. Yeah, it's <laughs> all good. JC is on the case. Well, um, I, 
I mean, it's also it also made for an interesting turn for Dracula, right? Because yeah. he was always he was always a pretty one dimensional character in the games. He was he was the big bad. He was he was the one you were fighting. You don't you don't really get into that textured stuff until well the games are able to talk really, and even then he, he was still a very bad character. I I feel like Dracula in in the in the show is almost sympathetic because he's pushed to do this. Right. And by then, the church. Exactly. And then as a, as a viewer, you're faced with the decision of who is correct. Is it, is it, is Dracula in the right for exacting his revenge against the church and humankind for the death of his wife? That shouldn't have happened in the first place. Uh, you know, or, or is Trevor Belmont in the right, you know, with Sypha and Alucard trying to defeat Dracula, you know, keeping him from killing more of humankind because not all humans are horrible people. Hashtag not all humans. <laughs> but no, it, it, it creates um, some great depth to the show and some great storytelling because you get to see both sides and it makes both characters you know sometimes you know watching it you're like okay dracula like i get it you're you're 100 correct like especially in the beginning it's like how could they do that to his wife who is just trying to learn modern medicine and science and help people and you know dracula is is 100 correct but then at the same time when you're introduced to you know trevor belmont and sypha and some of the other characters, you're like, nope, Dracula is crazy. He has been crazy for years. You know, this obviously isn't the first time he's done something like this or poked his head up and caused some controversy and stuff. So clearly, you know, Trevor and the rest of the monster hunters are are in the in the they're they're correct. They're right. So I think it's just, you know, it, it that quarrel between the two, who is the good guy. I love Who's how, the good guy? I love how you, you refer to the eradication of the human race as popping his head up and causing some controversy. <laughs> <laughs> he made some questionable decisions that not everyone was on board with. But if you if you look at it and you think about it, like every group, like, you know, the, the uh religious guys are painted as the zealots when it's like She's like, no, 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 what I'm, you know, Lisa Tepish, she's like, oh, no, what I'm doing, it's, no, it has nothing to do with God. It's like, nothing to do with God? And then you have, like, everyone, like, has their own zealotry. It's like, I must destroy every monster I see because I'm a Belmont. It's like, and what other reason do you have? Monsters are bad. <laughs> like, everyone has their own, like, right fervor to them. And... Even when Trevor Belmont meets Alucard, they go at it. Yeah, he's like, I'm supposed because, to murder you because right, you're a vampire and I'm a vampire. It's, it's, you know, I've been bred to kill things like you. And Alucard's like, hold the phones. I'm a good guy. I'm fighting on your side. But, you know, if you insist, come at me, bro. And, you know, they, 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 by the they, end, they, they fight it like, off and then they hug it out. And Give me huggies, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah like that's that's i do like the fact that you know we're seeing some of these characters from video games kind of adapted and you can adapt them pretty much any way you want because you know like you were saying james like there was no real text and no real like 
there was no interaction like you see in like some of the games today, which are, you know, very cinematic and very, you know, like they give you the different dialogue trees so you can go off in a bunch of different directions. And when you can explore through multiple playthroughs, all these different uh, outcomes. And it's like, well, if I say this, this will happen. If I say that, that'll happen. But when you get to these games, it's like you are on a linear path. Like, you know, granted, Castlevania 3 gives you the option. It's like, oh, can I go up or can I go down? I'm going to go up. And like, you know, you get to go to different levels. But like the character interactions are always the same. Like you're always told like these are the bad guys. But everybody is, you know, you are, every hero is a villain in somebody else's story. This is true. So, I mean, to Dracula, he's avenging his wife because she was innocent. And they're like, yeah, but now you're going to kill all these innocent people. And it's like, yeah, but all those people just stood there and did nothing. Like, first of all, I gave them a year to leave. And they were, like, basically told me to go fuck myself. So they brought this on themselves. Because he didn't have to give him a year. He could have just gone in and just shredded through everybody. But he's like, you have a year to leave. Pack up and leave. And then, like, even as it's happening, the church is like, this isn't real. Fake news. It's just propaganda from CNN. Like, this isn't Uh happening. It's like there are thousands of people watching this giant flaming face scream at them. And they're like, nope, nope, nope. Didn't happen. Everyone, it was just swamp gas refracting off Venus. And a weather balloon causing interference. Like, nothing to see here. Move along. Yeah. I I feel like... But I think Ash has really hit on something where where they're being, like, this depth to all the characters and how they interact with each other. And I think, really, um, the one that's probably at the most odds is Alucard in the whole series. Yeah. He he's probably got the deepest conflict out of anybody here because I mean it he's got he's got to kill his dad. <laughs> it's like these people killed my mom but I have to team up with them because hashtag not all humans but you know I can't have everybody getting killed and you know dad's going to kill everybody so it's like and he you know the final confrontation happens in his childhood bedroom with like his toys and pictures of his parents on the wall and like drawings he did as a kid which is very poetic if you think about it well that's what fucks with dracula's head and he's just like oh shit i'm trying to kill our son you know and then obviously they're able to take advantage of that situation but i i think that hold on i'm trying to form a coherent sentence right now um I think that's what separates the series from the game in a great way. Mm. So, you know, it's still staying true to what the game has laid out. And, you know, we haven't even... It's just one Belmont. And as of right now, he he's like the last living Belmont. Obviously, the um, family lives Clearly on it endures. In, the, in, right, in the video games. But, you know, this gives us the opportunity to maybe even have a Castlevania prequel where we see how the Belmont family became to be, you know, and obviously this, like a Dracula this, prequel. I mean, that could be really cool, too. But I mean, I, Dracula, the Belmont family has been fighting him for hundreds of years. years. Well, at this point, almost 400 years because you're going from the 1100s and now it's 1476. So, you know, 300 ish years. 
So it would be cool yeah. to kind of get like a, a prequel series going to see the formation of the Belmont family, how they got into vampire hunting and killing and the rise of, of Dracula. You rise know. Of and then Dracula. obviously the Castlevania series can just continue to grow because there are so many different members of the Belmont family with all of these stories that deserve to be told. Yeah, like there's there's a rich history, like just kind of scrolling quick through the uh, Wikipedia to kind of get the the names of some of these characters and it's like holy shit like there's there is a detailed history right and there's a lot of companion pieces for these castlevania games the series yeah even the uh, kid dracula one which is uh like i guess you couldn't get it in uh in the united states you could only get it in japan until this uh, anniversary collection came up and you're essentially like throwing rocks at zombies like it's it's very Japanese animation, but it's like, like the the big eyes and like you know not quite anime. I don't know if I'm even like describing it right, but it's like not quite anime. It would be like comparing because I'm staring at them right now. Comparing like the Star Wars, like if if the Netflix series is the Star Wars Black series of figures, this game is the Funko Pop. Yeah, that's fair. So I mean I, I'm just because like you can still tell what the characters are, but there's not nearly the same amount of detail and articulation. So, but it's it's a lot of fun. Like the game's a lot of fun. It kind of reminds me of uh, like an Adventure Island type, you know, side-scrolling, you know, uh, adventure game where the characters look a lot more kid-friendly and they're not just like the same old like. 8-bit sprites or even in Super Castlevania like the way that looks like even that has like a more serious grown-up look to it you know because it's supposed to be scary which I appreciate so James what other uh, what other games did you did you think were uh, were like at the same level as Dracula's Curse or like how would you rank the games I should say a full list. Okay, you got an hour. No. <laughs> go, go top five. Go top five. My top five Castlevania games. Okay, um, I'm definitely gonna put. I, I think it, everybody, most people, would put Symphony of the Night as number one. It, it's it's definitely the most evolved of the games. Um, so I would say my number one would definitely be Symphony of the Night. Number two would actually be. Lament of Innocence. I always enjoyed the hell out of that game. Um, a lot of people kind of overlook the 3D Castlevania games and don't think they're quite as good as the side scrollers. I disagree, but I'm just, I, I have a heavy bias. If it says Castlevania on it, I love it. Um, <clears throat> my number three, I'm going to go with Super Castlevania 4 because that was the one that truly challenged me um, at, when I was growing up. The other, the other three, the first three were. I had a lot of fun with them, and I beat them when I was a kid. But something about Super Castlevania Four just kept bringing me back a hundred times over. Um, number four, I'm actually gonna go deep. I'm gonna go with Harmony of Dissidence for the DS. It was uh, it didn't star Belmont, but it was extremely good. And then number five, this isn't exactly a Castlevania game. Last year, Kogi Igarashi, the guy who made the coined the term Metroidvania, 
like mm-hmm. the Symphony of the Nights and the, the Harmony and the, the, the handheld games. He made a spiritual successor called Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. But make no mistake, it is a Castlevania game. He just couldn't use the name. And it's probably the best and most evolved version of these games that's ever come out besides maybe Symphony of the Night. So Very that's cool. my number five. Very cool. So what drew you to the Castlevania games to begin with? And what kept you coming back? Well, I mean, it is like the perfect blend of the two things that I geek out about the most. Horror and video games. When you, when you, when you, I love, I, I mean, there's no secret. Anybody who knows me or has talked to me or has seen me in an interview or the, the horror is pretty much the first thing that comes out of my, comes up in any conversation I'm in. Um, I'm a huge horror fan. And when I was a kid, I was probably about like seven years old. I was at my cousin's birthday party and I saw my uncle playing this game where I saw a dude throwing like this, like, t-shaped boomerang at this guy and like at at dracula and he's shooting fireballs and i just thought it was the raddest thing i'd ever seen in my life because at that time like the especially the gothic monsters like dracula and frankenstein they were very much in the forefront of my life this is like my introduction to horror and i saw it i was like i have to play this i have to play this every day why can't i play this every day i and i begged my mom for probably about four months to, to get me Castlevania. And then I finally got it for my birthday. And I probably didn't stop playing the first Castlevania game for like a month and a half when I first got it. So That's, that makes sense. Like when yeah. we first started playing it, this is back when I had, um, I had a few, uh, Nintendo powers and I had like a, a, a big like Nintendo power cheat book that had codes for like all kinds of games. And, there was a code for this one because we had gotten them. I forget where the hell we had gotten the games from, like a yard sale or something. I don't know. And Castlevania Three was on there, and my brother's like, "Well, I'm going to play first. I'm like, "Okay, yeah, go ahead, you play first, because you know, being the younger brother, he gets to go first. That's fine." So he goes and he plays and dies really quickly because you only get three lives. So mm-hmm. he's like, "Well, can I use continues?" And I'm like, "Yeah, go ahead, use the continues. Like, go use all the stuff, use the continues, and you'll be all set." So he uses the continues, he uses all his lives, and then it's my turn. And I put in the code, help me. Now I have 10 lives, so now it's my turn to play the game <laughs> and use all my continues with my 10 lives. He's like, oh, that's not fair. I'm like, Man, the book was right here. You could have looked at it. You didn't. You wanted to play, so play. Oh, well, now it's my turn, and I have 30 <laughs> guys. You had nine. Oh, who is the sucker now? I'll give you a hint. It's you. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, that's how you play Nintendo with a younger brother back in the early 90s. That's the way it worked. I had two. Yeah. I had two brothers, so you can only imagine what kind of battles would happen over over single-player games. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Usually, we would you just probably just do the, you know, guy-guy thing. Like, oh, I, I went, and then you have to decide, well, I got a free life. Do I get to, if I die, do I get to keep going? Well, my my problem was I was infinitely better than my other two brothers at video games. So it was like, no, James, you have to let them go first because you know you're not going to give the controller up, blah, 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 blah. Yep. That kind of thing. That mm-hmm. that, that was I, – I was always pushed to the back of the line because I was the one that was going to die the least. Well, I was just the oldest, <laughs> and I was pushed to the back of the line. Oh, well, Dan was playing for five and a half hours, so you can play for 12 seconds. Yeah, that's, that's – I mean, it was it – 
that goes beyond Castlevania. Just pretty much that was the rule of thumb is that I had to play last because I wasn't going to die. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Well, I was the one who was given the controller that wasn't hooked up. <laughs> you weren't? When I, no, when when I used to play with my dad. Oh, so he I was didn't play say. Castlevania, okay. but he played other Nintendo games. And they were single-player games. And I'd be like, oh, I want to play with you. He's like, yeah, you're, you're that guy. And he'd be like, wow, look at you. You're doing so well. As I'm the pilot, player. you're the plane. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as it's a single-player game. So, obviously, but, I mean, you know, I didn't know any better. So, I thought I was really good at games for a while. And then you gave it to your Then you did that to and your sister. And then, oh, absolutely, I did it to my sister. <laughs> I mean, I, I learned from the best. So, yeah. I'd be like, oh, look at Shelby. You're doing really well. Look at you go. She's like, I'm playing. Uh, but, yeah. so Amazing. <laughs> so, I think we should... Uh, Probably wrap this up because uh, we're getting on on to an hour, and I told James that I wouldn't keep him all night because he's not feeling well. And he's like, "No, it's okay. I'll be fine." But still, I I appreciate him coming on, and I don't I don't want to 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 strain you anymore. But uh, do you have any final thoughts on uh, on Simon Belmont? Anything that you uh, we haven't touched on that you want to kind of share with with the folks out there who may not be overly familiar with him? Not Simon, Hello. Trevor, Trevor. Sorry. Trevor. Trevi um, Bells. All right. Uh, I guess my only thing I would say is, like, if, you, if you're if you just getting into the animes and if you're enjoying the, the, the cartoons and you're a gamer and you haven't picked a Castlevania game up, get the anniversary collection. Like, it's 20 bucks and it's literally a living history of the first, like, decade of this series' existence. And the games are so fucking good check them out and like i said um bloodstained ritual of the night if you are an old fan of this games and maybe you know you kind of lost your way because there haven't been a whole lot of castlevania games lately bloodstained ritual of the night it's on every major system right now check it out it will scratch that itch it's so good and i think that's it (laughs) okay so um before we go uh, we do have a specific phrase, and I think it would be cool if we had our our guest uh, give the phrase out. Oh, okay. James, do you wanna do you wanna give the phrase out the the special phrase that's part of a larger phrase that uh, that uh, people have to listen to all the shows? And if they heard I, the uh, the thing earlier, uh, I'd be more than happy to, Patrick. All right, more so. Than happy. I am going to uh, send you a message through Facebook Messenger right now. Okay. And uh, let's see. And when you get that, I want you to just read that uh, out loud. Okay. So for you listeners out there, the super secret Castlevania code, or our, our part of the super secret Castlevania code, has suffered. Ooh. Ooh. So we have, uh, you know, obviously there's other shows that you need to listen to. Uh, the uh, the Dorkening show that aired this past Sunday. The uh, the one that I'm actually going to record in about 10, 15 minutes with uh, Leo and James and potentially Yo-Yo. Depends on who else is, uh, is going to be around. But that's going to be live. So 
You can't see it live now because it happened yesterday, if you're listening to this once it drops. Unless you've developed time travel. Which, in, in that which case, case, good job. You already know the whole phrase. So, <laughs> And you true. already know if you won. And you already won. Hooray. Yeah, you already know if you won. So, uh, yeah, you heard the, uh, the ad that I played earlier. You know, that gives you the details of when all the shows are going to drop. Uh, James, I want to thank you for uh, joining us, for sticking it out, even though uh, you're not 100% right now. And bringing Thanks. some uh, serious Castlevania knowledge that uh, we unfortunately uh, we just don't have. You have just way more Castlevania knowledge than us. We're still uh, rookies. Hey man, I appreciate you guys having me on. And I mean, if there was a subject that I know way too much about, it's Castlevania. So I just got to flex my nerd muscles, and I appreciate it. Oh, we love it. So uh, before we let you go, uh, where do you like folks to? Uh follow you on social media and whatnot anything you want to plug you can follow me personally at james lamond on on facebook i'm i don't have any special fancy names um james lamond sucks on instagram (laughs) which is my favorite uh i would also very much love it if you guys went over to it came from the 508 at facebook.com and gave us a little like see and follow um, we make some cool horror movies. And if you could pop by www.itcamefromthe508.com and check out our movies, we have them available for sale and all of our trailers are there for you to watch. And occasionally you get an update on what we're doing here and there, you know, every once in a bit. We will, of course, post a link to uh, all these because, you know, we're fans and we own all the movies. So I, I, I love you guys for that, too. You know that. I actually wore my uh, I Am Horror shirt the other day. It was the only black shirt I had. I wore it to Awake. It was the only one I had. I had to cover it up. Like I had to zip something up, but it was the only black shirt I had. But uh, I wore that to Awake. I feel bad for whatever loss you felt um, to to have to go to Awake. But at the same time, I think it's kind of badass that my shirt went to Awake. I mean, it's it's appropriate. It was black, like that's what I had. So I I, I appreciate it nonetheless, Patrick. It's Ashes, wonderful. have you uh, anything you want to wrap up with? Nope. Okay, that was uh, thought provoking, right? Insightful. No, thank you so much, to James, for joining us. This was awesome. We love you guys over at It Came from the Five Hundred Eight so much, and especially you because you're just so fucking awesome. So thank you thank for you. thank you. You know, taking the time to hang out with us, and you know, yeah, thank we you love you guys too. Friend. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, but we, I mean, we love you guys too. You know that all of us over here everybody we think you guys are great we love what you guys do and i'm just glad that you guys continuously allow me to be a part of it oh absolutely and vice versa yeah i would say vice versa because i'm really excited about about things and stuff stuff and things Things and stuff we're just calling it things and stuff for future friendship stuff we're gonna make future friendship stuff we're gonna make some bracelets we're gonna braid some gimp Yes. Yeah. Oh, matching keychains and everything. It's going to be the best. But uh, yes, yeah, so, so we'll let you go and uh, we'll take a break. And when we come back, we will give you some battle results. And we have a voicemail. We do. Oh, let's play. Yeah, let's play the voicemail before we go. Because, James, I want you to hear this, too. This is uh, I almost forgot about this. Thank you. I have it prepared and ready to go. And I almost forgot about it. This okay. is from our, our good friend Riku, 
who is a longtime listener of the show and a frequent contributor. And uh, Riku wanted to tell us about his favorite Belmont. So let's take a listen. Hey, Thread on Thursday, it's Riku. So you guys are talking about the Belmonts. Um, I was going to tell you about my favorite Belmont, who is who shows up. He's not the main character of Aria of Sorrow and Portrait of Ruin, but he is the side character, Julius Belmont. He is the Belmont of the 90s when Dracula comes back and starts a world war of the night. And it's just, it's such a cool lore thing for a Belmont character. So, eh, spoilers for the games, but yeah, he's, he's just really cool and he's got a cool look. He's just, you know, in a shirt and a duster and looks like a cowboy, but he's wielding a whip. It's cool. Anyway, that's it. Have a good show. Bye. Yeah, he, uh, oh, yeah. we looked him up and like, I was like, wow, he definitely looks like Cowboy Vampire Hunter. Yeah, but like, mm-hmm. in, I think any character is just like 10 times cooler if they have a whip. Indiana Jones. I, I think that's just, it's just Catwoman. an understood statement, right? Like, you could be a really cool character, but like, your coolness is just elevated even more if you carry Danny a DeVito whip. Danny DeVito in uh, Big Fish. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Super cool. So. So thank yeah. you, Riku, for, for that. James, thank you for your contributions, and we will definitely Absolutely. have you on again. I, I was 100% serious about that Birdemic episode. So we it's going to happen. Yes, we will make that. We might <laughs> even do happen. We might even do like a live like watch party and have people watch Birdemic with us. Oh, and why would you do that? Record, oh, and no, record that live like commentary. Real... No, no, that is the most riff trackable movie ever made. We can totally do a Mystery Science Theater 3000. With that. I do that on every movie I watch. True. Whether True. it's something I, I'm making fun of or like something that, like, I do that in the theater watching like the new Star Wars movies. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so. Fe- oh my God, look how stupid that guy looks. You know, like. It's oh, bad. no, 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 no. I go, I, I make up whole new characters, man. It's nice. Gonna, it, we're going to have fun. Oh, we're yeah. going to have fun. <laughs> All right, well, I will let you go, and we will go to break, and uh, we'll be back after these messages. Hey there, this is JB, and if you enjoy Tales from the Crypt, then check out my show, Tales from the Podcast, where myself, and usually a very special guest, sit down to discuss the TV show, the films, the animated series, as well as the original comics. So check me out every other week on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and of course, at TalesFromThePodcast.com. Thanks for listening, kiddies. You're all a scream. Shark Bites, Shark Bites Podcast. It's the greatest show in history. From the Dorkning Network, hosted by a nerd who's named Patsy. From movie reviews to tips on surviving the coronavirus, Shark Bites has it all. Follow us on Facebook and suggest topics at sharkbitespod at gmail.com. Available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
And we are back. Oh, that was a really good uh, good guest spot that James had. And I know he wasn't feeling that great, but I, I really do appreciate him taking the time to hang out with us and make sure that, uh, you know, he could uh, give us his knowledge and share that with the universe. I, I really appreciate that. Me too. Awesome. So, Ashes, yes. we have battle results, do we, we not? We do have battle results. So last week, we threw down a battle of prehistoric proportions. The Tyranno Showdown. Asking you who you thought was the true king or queen of the dinosaurs. The location of this battle took place at the ruins of Isla Sorna. And the stipulations were to the death. You could choose from Sharptooth from The Land Before Time, Rex from Where Back, Roberta, that is the lovely T-Rex from Jurassic Park, or the T-Rex from King Kong 1933. And we have two winners. Really? So our Facebook winner is Roberta from Jurassic Park. You guys on Facebook thought that she was queen of all the dinosaurs. However, our winner on Twitter is the T-Rex from King Kong 1933. That was my vote. That was your vote, yeah. You know why? Because that uh, th- those dinosaurs, they had three fingers. So they had an evolutionary advantage over the two-fingered Rexes. Uh, and apparently on Twitter it made all the difference. I, I guess so. My vote was for Roberta because, by God, does she get shit done. She does. She eats she, the lawyer. She ate the lawyer off the toilet, which I thought was hilarious when she I ate, first saw it. She ate the goat. She ate the goat. She ate a lot of people. She wrecked that Jeep. She did a lot of damage. And she is the reason why they were able to get off off of that that island. Yeah, she took out Island Nublar. Yeah, she took out the two uh, raptors at the end. Yeah. And fought the Indominus Rex. Yep, she did. Yeah, so. She's a badass bitch. But couldn't catch Bryce Dallas Howard running in heels. You You can chase a Jeep and almost catch a Jeep, but you can't catch Bryce Dallas Howard running in heels. Maybe she's really fast. Very, very inconsistent. Well, I, Bryce I, Dallas I, Howard so runs faster know. than a Jeep. <laughs> and maybe she does. Maybe she does track. I don't know. Um, maybe her high heels gave her, like, super running powers. They were filled with flubber. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really fun. So, um, Flubber shoes. We just want to take this time uh, to point out a couple of things, because while we were recording this, we took a little break so I could do the uh, Dorkening show that dropped last night, where you can get the second part of the secret phrase. Um, And in the middle of recording that, uh, news broke that the coronavirus has caused the NBA to postpone or suspend the rest of its season. So this is no joke. You know, for all of you folks who uh, maybe get your news from not the most reliable sources, if the <coughs> NBA, <Facebook coughs> if the NBA, which is a multi-billion-dollar industry, is canceling or suspending the season, not only that, Ace Comic Con earlier today with all like the big, big, you know, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Evans, 
Tom Hiddleston, Rupert Grint, like all the, you know, uh, Hayden Christensen and um, Obi-Wan, Ewan McGregor, all these huge names, they canceled. Uh, While we were recording, uh, Monster Mania canceled. Tom Hanks has coronavirus. Okay, Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson have coronavirus. This is real. If it can affect Tom Hanks, it can affect you. I, f- I feel very affected by the fact that it's affecting Tom Hanks. A lot of people are. Like, I saw more people <laughs> post about Tom Hanks than the NBA. But I want to, you know, we both want to take this moment because a lot of these conventions are being canceled. And, Ashes, you, uh, you, you reached out and you made a purchase the other day. Tell, tell the folks about what you did and uh, why. So one of the things that I'm trying to do is support my friends and artists and other vendors whose livelihood, you know, is pretty much depends on vending at these different conventions and events that are being canceled, you know, and supporting them, not only sharing their posts and their wares on on social media to kind of get the word out, but also making purchases myself. So, you know, we're always proponents of shop small, but in times like this, it really does make a difference. So I recently made a purchase to Scully Couture, who I've purchased some jewelry pieces from before. They do amazing work. There's also Frightfully Clean that sells soaps. Uh, my sister, uh, Shelby, she sells Norwex and uh, Perfectly Posh stuff that has some great um, you know, supplies for surviving the coronavirus keeping yourself and clean. keeping yourself clean and taking care of yourself you know and there's a lot of other people out there you know who sell artwork that can definitely brighten up your day during these times you know a lot of people doing a lot of great things so support your friends support your friends who survive by attending these conventions because some people you know yes they're being refunded but some people aren't being refunded their money or aren't be being refunded, you know, the entire amount that they spent. You know, re- uh, hotels aren't being refunded. There's a lot to it. So if you have anybody in your life, if you know of anybody who's, like I said, you know, depends on vending at these different events that are being canceled, just share a post or make a purchase you know, if you were going to, I, I I can tell this because she doesn't listen anyways. You know, I bought a gift for my mother. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, it's really important that at the end of the day, regardless of what your opinions are, that we support each other through all of this. Exactly. And if you have the means to financially support somebody, either your friends or somebody you know, um, you know, there's a company who I absolutely love that makes this tea that's fantastic, and they had actually just put it. They're called Tea and Absinthe. If, in case you want to find them on Facebook, uh, they recently posted that they had just made a huge, just huge batches of a bunch of teas because they were going to go to I think it was the Emerald, em- Emerald City, City Comic Con in Seattle, and that was canceled. So you know, you have all of these vendors who are prepping to go to all of these events these events are being canceled they put all of this money into creating these products that they now have excess of so you know if you have the means to do it just please show your support you know i i feel like that's kind of a a way that we can all kind of stay connected and you know help each other out during these times one vendor i would absolutely uh recommend because if you're going to be quarantined 
you know, you're going to need energy to get through the day. So our sponsor, Deadly Grounds Coffee, goes to a lot of these conventions. So if you go, uh, you can go to getdeadly.com or you can go to if you're, you know, you're you're quarantined and you're looking for something to do. You can go to throwdownthursdaypodcast.com. You can get our episode. You can get my Shark Bites episode and uh, click on the links up at the top. Click on the little coffee cup. You go right to right to the Deadly Grounds site. And uh, speaking of shark bites, uh, my episode a couple of weeks ago, uh, not this most recent one, but last week uh, was all about the coronavirus, like, you know, what to do if you think you're infected, how to how to uh, treat it, how to you know go about getting treated, you know, how to avoid it. Uh, basically, I go through the CDC website and just kind of translate that into, you know, like the, the easiest way uh, for you to avoid having this. So this is a serious thing, like. You know, we don't usually get serious like this on the show, but where this is affecting everybody, uh, we want everyone to stay safe. Yeah, just just take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Wash your damn hands. Wash your fucking hands. Um, But yeah, so anyways, and if you're looking for something to do because, you know, you have some extra time on your hands, the Dorkvania Castlevania event happening in and around the Dorkany Network is happening pretty much for the entire month of March. So in case you missed it, the event kickoff on the Dorkening uh, was March 8th, and you can find that. You can replay it on... Uh, the Dorkening.com. Yep, uh, the Dorkening.com. That's the perfect. The Facebook group. Um, and then last night on March 11th, they had the Dorkening again, bringing us the anniversary collection. And I was on that show. And you were on that show. With James, Yo-Yo, and Leo. And then obviously today, you get our episode of the Belmont Family on March 15th. Super Retro Throwback Reviews is doing the early games on March 17th. Retro Redoctopus is talking about the music of Castlevania, and that's something that you guys actually talked about on this episode, too. A little bit, yeah. the music Yeah, was. but they really delve into it. Yeah, they really get into it. On March 20th, the AmalgaCast podcast is talking about the next Netflix anime. On March 22nd, Boobs, Blood, and Badasses talk about the bloody history of vampires. And this will all be wrapped up on another episode of The Dorkening on March 25th. It'll be a live show where we will draw all the names. We're going to put them in like the wheel. If you've seen some of the giveaways we've done. Wheel of morality. Turn, turn, turn. Sort of. We Tell put everybody's name we and we spin it and Leo will be able to share his screen so you can see it live. We'll put everyone's name in and we'll pick a winner and but then we'll the pick another winner. Then we'll pick another winner. thing is yeah so there's three different three different prize packs three different pi- prize packs yep crazy awesome castlevania prize packs including I mean, funkos the, and games and vinyls like the prize books pa- i think yeah the, uh, uh amazon card uh, not amazon google play and itunes cards the prize package like the total amount of prizes far exceeds forty thousand dollars i'm sure uh, oh, i have I haven't kept track, but I'm guessing it's around $40,000 for all told, all the prizes together. 
Yeah. Sure. Yes. That sounds about right. But it is a lot of prizes, and it's some great prizes. So be sure to listen to all of these podcasts. There are seven episodes that'll link together a phrase. So if you listen to all seven episodes, you heard our part of the special phrase during this episode. But if you listen to everybody's episode, you will be able to put the special phrase together. And then you contact Leo Pond on Facebook uh, through Messenger, and you send him the phrase. And if you send him the correct phrase, he will put you into the drawing so he can keep track of all this because, you know, Messenger, like those messages, like never go away. And uh, pro tip, if you listen to the uh, episodes in order, you will get the phrase in order. So that's probably the easiest way. So, and if you're li- if you watch some of these dorkening shows live, like the Sunday show was live, uh, the show last night was live, and the show on the twenty fifth will be live. So you can hop in on that chat room, and you know, see if you win live. Contribute to the show. You know, talk to us. Like we, you know, we read the comments, or at least Leo does, because he's the one uh, running the whole operation there. And um, yeah, we want you guys to win prizes. We want you guys to be involved. This is uh this is gonna be a good time. You're a winner, Harry. You're that's, a you're a winner no matter what. That's that's how it goes. You're a right? winner, Harry. Yeah, that a, that that a thing. winner and a thumping good in two. I don't know. So you got anything else you wanna add? Nope. Alright, so uh stay tuned to uh the Facebook page and uh thedorkening.com. For all the updates on the contest and all the stuff we talked about today. So you can get links to James's stuff so you can order some movies from James so you can stay entertained throughout this long night. And with that being said, we We will will see you next Thursday. Thursday.